0: You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to today's episode of Awaken Radio where I want to share a story with you. I want to share a story with you today about how I transitioned out of my day job and into my business. How I uncovered my passion, how I discovered what it was that I wanted to do, and how I then stepped out of the day job which was my, you know, my full-time income and into setting up my own business. I want to share the whole story and the whole transition with you. Because I know a lot of you are in a similar place of wanting to make this transition and spend your days doing what you love every day. So I, th- I thought it would be valuable for me to share my own personal experiences and no doubt you'll be able to take something away from it. So my career path prior to getting into life coaching was something that I, I got into, uh, I think. Partly I was passionate about it, but partly it was because of it was what was expected of me. And a lot of us get into careers for this reason, either because something's expected of us or because we get a certain grade at school or because it's kind of been grilled into us that we're the smart kid or the creative kid or the um, the sporty kid. And whatever we kind of pick up as messages from our parents and whatever we get, validated it and acknowledged for uh, will often be what we sort of feel we want to do with our career and it will often create some form of identity and external love and validation for us or or you know maybe we're driven by financial security or we're driven by the desire to be this high achieving uh successful person at the at the uh top of a company, whatever it is for you. But mine was, uh, my background is in education and special education and I was supporting children and adults with disabilities with, with their education and their learning. And that was something that was very much come to be expected of me when I was growing up because my sister had a disability and I was her caring older sister. And so it was sort of uh, subconsciously grilled into me that that's what I was here to do with my life. And so I went about that career until I was about 30, actually. It wasn't until I was 30 that I got into life coaching. But I discovered my passion for life coaching when I was about 19 or 20. Uh, I began to get into yoga and meditation and devouring my mum's bookcase of self-help books. And something came alive in me when I uncovered these principles, when I began devouring this work. And I, one day while I was reading a Tony Robbins motivational book, and I was 20 years old at the time, I saw this vision of myself up on stage, sharing these messages with people. And this feeling came through my whole body, this feeling of knowing. And I was like, this is what I'm here to do with my life. But at that time, I was terrified of that vision. I had uh, very little confidence in myself. I had no role models. I had no support or guidance around how I would possibly set up a career as a life coach. Uh, That was 13 years ago. I'm now 33. So that was 13 years ago. The industry was not what it is today. And uh, I kind of thought, oh, that's a really lovely dream, but I'm going to put that one to the side. And I'll continue on with the career that, you know, I've come to know is what I'm here to do. And so a lot of us have that experience. And I want you maybe right now to pause and reflect if you have found yourself in a career path that was perhaps what was expected of you. But if there's been any little feelings along the way that have actually been guiding you to something else, but perhaps you've dismissed those feelings. So just become aware of that. So I went about uh, my life through my 20s, putting my my dream on hold. I still dabbled in it as a passion in the, you know, part time, uh, outside of work. You know, I would take myself off to Buddhist seminars and retreats and I would meditate and do yoga and read my books and go to every personal development program I could find. And it was, it was this secret little life that I kept hidden on the side. <laughs> and we often do that with the things we're, so, we're very passionate about and that, that are very uh, authentic to us. We kind of hide them a little bit. We feel quite vulnerable about them. But then I hit this breaking point when I was about 27 and uh, after you know all these years of working in this career that wasn't truly right for me, something was just feeling really wrong and I couldn't continue and it was taking a massive toll on me. I woke up every day with just dread in my belly and uh, I was Googling one day, as you do, and I found a life coach online and I began working with her and she was the person that brought me back to that original vision that I had all those years ago. She was the one that got me out of my head and out of the thinking of this person that I thought I had to be. And she brought me back into my heart, into the place of of what I loved, of where my passions were, of my truth, of who I really wanted to be in the world. And as I began exploring it, she encouraged me to begin writing on a blog. And uh, this blog was, I, I began writing this six years ago. So again, you know, blogs were quite new back then. And I began writing on this blog and sharing my my journey with people, uh, sharing my experiences. And I know what it's like to feel very vulnerable around your passion, because I kept that blog on private for about six months. I was so embarrassed To tell people about it and so if you find that you've got this little closet passion of yours and you feel very vulnerable and shy about it that's okay but I want to encourage you to still start acting on it however you can and I began outside of my day job writing on this blog and and, and letting myself follow my passion kind of secretly initially but it was still beginning to awaken something in me and i began receiving emails from people all over the world uh, this was once i finally put it onto public people all over the world emailing me telling me that my writing was changing their life and that's when i was like oh wow okay maybe i'm maybe i'm kind of good at this and so as i began following this passion more and more there was a lot of fear there was a lot of fear as I began to turn you know, my writing into, um, into more public, making it more public. Um, I set up a Facebook page under the blog and began sharing messages there. That was terrifying for me. And I began letting people in my life see uh, this, this spiritual, self helpy kind of personal growth addict part of me. I began letting people see it and I was terrified of their judgment, that they would think I was weird and, and kooky and alternative and, and they'd be like, hang on, this isn't the Connie we've come to know. Connie that we know is this crazy party girl. Who, who is this weird spiritual girl who writes about you know self-exploration? So you will find this, that when you've got this one identity that you've built up your whole life, to uh, get love and validation and acceptance and belonging and approval and then you start becoming your authentic self, you will feel very vulnerable and very afraid because you haven't yet learned that you can get love for being who you are. So it's okay if you feel scared. Allow yourself to feel that but I'm going to encourage you to just keep taking steps forward. Don't stop. Keep Keep sharing. Be careful who you share with because you you initially you want some support there. You know, I, I often say to my clients, when you first start uncovering these little dreams, they're like these little seedlings and these delicate little seedlings that you've just planted in the earth. And if you're not careful, someone can come along with their big gigantic boot and step on it and squash them and completely crush you. So you may be... Wanting to be careful initially who you share your dreams with and your 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 writing or your passions, whatever you're creating. But don't stop. Just keep giving time and energy to it. So I kept doing this and uh, my audience began to grow. And I began to create a community of people following me. and And I want to encourage you to start paying attention to the signs. You will find that when you're on the right track, Things will open up. Opportunities will come. People will say, wow, what you're doing is really resonating with me. People will buy your products. People will love it. That's usually a sign you're on the right track. Now, you don't want to seek for that. But that that response, those opportunities, those things lining up, that feedback is your, is your validation from the universe that you're on the right track here. So keep going. So then things really shifted for me when I decided to sign up for my life coach training. Now, a lot of people email me and ask me, where did you do your training? I trained with the Coaching Institute, which is a coaching college based in Melbourne in Australia. Uh, I didn't have to be in Melbourne to do the training. I did do some face-to-face intensives down there and I got my certificate four in life coaching, which was a 12-month program. And I began that, it was actually about four years ago. I did that training or started that training. That was a turning point for me. And I found that, and and I'm going to encourage this for any of you, no matter what it is, your industry or your passion, when you make some form of commitment, everything changes. When you commit to that course of study, when you invest some money, when you make some type of big decision... It ups the stakes. It ups the stakes and and it, it shifts things to a new level. It goes from this kind of dabbling little passion to something that you've committed to. So things change then and there. And again, there was fear. I was terrified, absolutely terrified of doing my training, but it was the best thing I could have done for myself because it, it made me show up so fully, for what I wanted, and to be the woman that I truly wanted to be. And I began telling people more and more, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing my training. I'm becoming a life coach. And I was terrified what they thought of me. But I knew how it felt. It felt right. And I had to follow that. So... From my experience of training as a coach, now everyone's gonna do this differently and I'm talking about coaching specifically, but please apply this to any industry, any area of passion that you have, any business you want to set up, is I went I just went in head first. So within a month of beginning my training, I was coaching. I was coaching any person I could get my hands on. My coaching college specifically said to me, don't coach your family, I coach my family each of my family members had to have six sessions with me my poor father didn't even know what coaching was he thought it was a load of rubbish but I put him through some sessions (laughs) and I just I was just like I'm going to sink my teeth into this and I'm going to go for this so whatever the commitment is that you make go all in yeah really show up for what it is that you want so then you'll have your transition period and I had my transition period and this is often the most challenging is when you're trying to give your attention to two things at once. So I was working in my full-time day job, I was also studying my coach training part-time and I was attending webinars and classes and coaching uh, uh, triads, so practice coaching sessions in the evenings and um, I also had some clients, so I was doing a lot. I was really stretching myself. For a good nine months, I did that. And so your transition period is going to be the toughest when, when you're in the process of wanting to build up your passion or your business or, or um, whatever you're creating outside of perhaps your day job. And I really want to recommend this for people. I want to recommend you have a transition period that you give yourself time to build up your passion or your business, whatever it is, outside of your day job while you're still having money coming in. I think that's really important. But I went all in. So within six months, I was taking on paid clients. And uh, I just want to make a point here. Whatever your industry is, It's really beautiful to build a community uh, even before you're offering a service. I've watched a lot of people do this through Instagram, build up communities even before they have websites, build up a Facebook community even before they have an offering because the community is people who start to resonate with your message. They start to love what you're talking about. They want to know more from you. So I was very lucky in that i had built up, well, not lucky, but I had built up a really beautiful community who were interested in what I was talking about. So when it came to offering my coaching services, I had people ready and waiting to want to work with me. And I was sharing with them my journey. I was sharing with them the transition I was going through and sharing with them when I began charging for my coaching services. So then there came a point, and you will find this, there will come a point where the transition period starts to intensify and you know that something's got to change. And I reached this point about 11 months into my coach training. I wasn't even certified yet, but I was at absolute capacity. I was coaching on weekends, in the evenings, still studying, still working full time. And I was overseas on a holiday with my boyfriend at the time. And we were at the airport about to fly back uh, to Sydney. And I said to him, I am dreading going home. I just don't know how to handle my life. It's, it's so overwhelming. And he looked me dead in the eye and he said to me, quit your job and start your business. And I I was like, "Mm, yeah, no, like I can't, I can't. And he said, yes, you can, I believe in you. And that was a huge moment for me to have someone look me in the eye and believe in me even when I didn't believe in myself. So I went home and I resigned and I resigned from my day job And everyone said to me, so Connie, what are you going to do? What are you you doing exactly? And you're going to find this. People are going to be confused. (laughs) They're going to be like, what do you mean you're quitting your job? Um, And so it was really important for me, and I often say this to people, only take advice from people who have what you want. So when the people in my office were trying to give me advice and, and suggestions, I looked at what they had. They had a day job. And I thought, you're not the people that I should be taking advice from. <laughs> All respect to them. So only take advice from people who have what you want. And, and I thought, love these guys to bits but can't listen to what they're telling me. I need to go and get some other role models here. So I began to you know, pay attention to people in my industry who were already doing this. You, know, you need some good role models. And I made the decision. I gave my four weeks notice. I uh, lined up some casual work. Now, that might be a nice thing for you guys to keep in mind is to have some way to bring in income if you need it for some support. So I had some casual work lined up that I could call into whenever I wanted to. But I ended up not needing it. I ended up not needing it. And within six weeks, I had replaced my income. I had replaced my income from my day job. And this is, a, this is a difficult thing to know when it is, when is the right time to leap because I do believe if you leap at the right time, the net will appear. What you need will arrive. But it's really up to you to know in yourself when is the right time. You can't just leap because you don't like where you are. Really make sure you are supported Really make sure you have some good people around you, if possible, some savings behind you, so that you're not running on adrenaline. I mean, I did, to be honest. But if you can avoid that, that would be much more supportive for you. So I had a few things in place to support me. I had a beautiful community of people who were actually ready and waiting to work with me. And I had an online course that I created and launched and all of those things enabled me to then start a business where I had, uh, you know, a great load of, of coaching clients to work with, an online course that was bringing in some passive income, and, uh, and a blog where I had a beautiful community of followers who were interested in my work, and that was my business, that was my foundation, I was off and running, now, when I when I left, I didn't have a proper website. I was still just running off a blog. I didn't have an opt in offer. I didn't even have a mailing list. Um, I used to like email people directly my blog posts, and it was all very, uh, <laughs> very uh, unprofessional. Like when I launched my first e course, I was emailing 450 people individually <laughs> to send them worksheets because I didn't have an email list or a database or anything. So it was all a little rough, but it worked. Yeah, it worked. So I want to share that with you because there are a lot of things that, you know, I did that probably break some of the business rules. And then there's a lot of things that I did, which I realized were very smart business decisions but that was my experience, that was my journey and I just wanted to share it with you today in the instance that you might be able to take some value out of it. You might be able to take some key lessons and learnings, some inspiration and some belief in yourself that what you're desiring is possible because I promise you, I can't tell you how many times I, I doubted my dream and my vision. So many times I believed it wasn't possible and I've proved myself wrong. So if you have a dream and a desire, if you have a passion and a yearning for more out of your career and your life, please believe in yourself. Please show up for what you want. It will not happen overnight. Mine did not happen overnight. It was six years ago when I first began writing on the blog and it took me a couple of years after that before I could even think about getting into business. So take your time, don't rush, don't compare yourself to other people, but just don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on what you desire. So I hope this has been supportive for you. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback on this episode. Uh, Please leave me a comment. Sending you so much love and I look forward to chatting to you next time. Bye.